Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we're getting into the Word. Today I want to talk to you about the new covenant. The new covenant that we have through Jesus Christ. If you turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 22, I'm going to be talking about the new covenant and about communion over the next few weeks. Luke chapter 22. And verse 17. I'll just read from 14 down to verse 20. When the hour had come, Jesus sat down with the twelve apostles. Then he said to them, With fervent desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I said to you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I said to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. Hallelujah. Amen. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. He says, Do this in remembrance of me. You know what he was saying to his disciples? Every time you come and take this cup, he was saying, I want you to remember the new covenant. You see, you've got to remember that the disciples were Jews. Now, not all of them, but the majority of them were Jews. And they were brought up with the law. And Jesus was saying, whenever you come to remember me, he says, do this in remembrance of me often. He says, every time you do this, remember me and remember the new covenant that I'm making. He says, I'm taking you out of the old covenant and I'm bringing you into the new covenant. So every time we come before the table in, in church, or every time you take communion, you're remembering not the old covenant, but you're remembering the new covenant. The new covenant that was made by the blood of Jesus Christ. Every time you start feeling condemned, every time you start feeling guilty, go to this table and remember that you're no longer under the law, but you're under grace. Jesus is saying, for the, he says, I've, I'm going to fulfill the law. This is what he's saying. I'm, he says, until I go, and he's going to fulfill the law. He says, once I fulfill the law, he says, this is a new covenant. You're no longer got anything more to do with the old law. You're now in this new covenant with better promises, established on better promises. Hallelujah. A better covenant and better promises. So every time you remember me, he says, remember this new covenant. Don't go back to the law. Don't go back to the old ways. Go back into this, go into the new way, the new covenant, the new grace that I'm bringing. He says, the law, you're under grace, not law. Amen? Amen. See, whenever he was saying, do this and remember me. You see, when we come before the table, it's not about me. And it's not about what I've done or not done. It's not about me and my sin and my mistakes. Jesus says, 
Do this in remembrance of me. Every time we remember him and come to the new covenant, we're remembering about what, who Jesus is, about what Jesus done, and about what his blood has done for us. You need for too long, you know, in church, when we come before the Lord's table, it's put across that we should remember ourselves. It comes across that we should look at ourselves. It comes across that we should remember our sins and remember our mistakes. And we come to the table in condemnation. We come to the table under the law instead of coming to the table under grace, coming to the table remembering about Jesus and about what He did, remembering about His righteousness and remembering about what His blood has done for us because we're remembering about it's a new covenant and it's not the old covenant, it's a new covenant. Hallelujah. How many people have felt condemned when they've come before the Lord's table? How many people have felt that they're not worthy to come before the Lord's table? If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The moment you become in Christ, the moment you receive the righteousness of Christ, you are worthy to come before the Lord's table. Don't look at yourself. Look at Jesus. Don't look at what you have done. Look at what Jesus has done. Don't look at what you have done. Look at the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Don't come, you know, under the... You see that the law is so heavy. You come burdened, condemned, and guilty. Oh, I'm not worthy. No, you come free. You come under grace. You come loose. You come blessed. And you come, yes, Jesus, you have made me worthy. Yes, Jesus, because of you, I can take this communion. You're remembering the blood covenant that he made with you and I. Hallelujah. I just wonder what that was. This new covenant has got nothing to offer those who are happy with their sin. But this new covenant has got hope for those who hate sin. You see, it's a bit like the AA. You know, the Alcoholics Anonymous, and I'm not plugging the AA. It's, a, it's not a Christian organization, but hey, it helps a lot of people. It's helped people. But you know, the AA is there for alcoholics. But unless an alcoholic wants to be helped, the AA is useless. Isn't that right? The, the, the Alcoholics Anonymous can help people, but unless the alcoholic wants help, the AA is absolutely useless to them. And you know, it's the same as this new covenant. This new covenant is only, use, is only good to those who hate sin. It's only good to those who want to change their life. If you don't want to change your life, if you're happy with your life, if you're happy in your sin, then this new covenant is useless to you. Hallelujah. But we thank God for His grace. We thank God for this new covenant that it will transform and it will change your life. If you turn in uh, Psalms 89, this new covenant sets us free from sin. It sets us free from the power of the enemy. And it gives, it, it gives us power to conquer sin. It gives us power over the enemy because of this new covenant. You see, the people in the old covenant had no power over the enemy. The people in the old covenant had no power over sin at all. But in Christ we have power to conquer sin. Amen. Psalm 89 verse 
34 says, My covenant I will not break. Now alter the word that has gone out of my lips. This is God speaking through His word. He says, My covenant I will not break. This is a God who cannot lie. This is a God who does not change. This is a God who has exalted His, his word above His name. And He says, I will not break my covenant. When God makes a covenant, He cannot break it. He cannot go against His word. Amen? And He's made a covenant with you and I through His Son, Jesus Christ. You see, the word covenant, I mean, we use so many words. I've said it last Sunday night. There's so many words that we use in church that mean really, especially the young people, they don't mean much, like righteousness, sanctification, you know, even covenant. Nobody uses the word covenant anymore, but the word covenant basically means contract. So when we say, if you hear me saying covenant, you know I mean contract. Or if you hear me saying contract, you know I mean covenant. Just to make it more simpler to understand that God, God made a contract with you and I through Jesus Christ, the Son, through the blood. That contract cannot be broken. It's a it's covenant. It's a covenant. It's a contract. You can't break this contra uh, contract. God will not break it. Amen? And like any contract, there's terms and there's conditions to that contract. If, I, if you and I do a contract out, if me and Samuel do a contract for a house, there will be terms and conditions on his behalf and there will be terms and conditions on my behalf. But you see, thank God that this contract, we didn't make a contract, we didn't make the contract with God. Jesus made the contract with God. We just enter into it by faith. Jesus Christ had fulfilled the contract, all the terms and conditions, Jesus filled it all. Hallelujah. This is, this is the key to the message here because this, this here, if you can get this here, it will totally set you free. That this covenant and this contract that we are in, this new covenant or this new contract that has been sealed by the blood of Jesus Christ was made from the Father to the Son. Now, if we fully understand that, that means that when we come to God, we come to God and ask God for anything. God will give it to us because He's made a contract with His Son, Jesus Christ. God made a contract with Jesus Christ in our behalf to save us, to forgive us, to heal us, to provide for us, to protect us. It's a full package. It's a salvation that no other can give. This salvation was given to us because of the contract, the covenant that God made with His Son, Jesus Christ. And we entered into it by faith. That means every time you come to God for healing, Jesus will remember God and say, you made a contract with me, you have to heal Him. Every time you come to God and say, God, I need, Jesus will say, God, Father, you made a contract with me. You must provide. God must, God must provide for you because He made a contract with the Son, Jesus Christ. Do you think God the Father is going to break a contract with the Son? 
A God who cannot lie, a God who does not change, and a God who exalted His Word above His name. He's not going to deny His Son. He's not going to break a contract with His Son. It's not got nothing. You know, I've said it so many times. We need to uh, stop taking ourselves so serious, and we need to get over ourselves, especially when we come to God. Because when we come to God and ask God for anything, it's not about me. It's about the contract that God made with His Son, Jesus Christ. When we come to Jesus, we come by faith. We receive it by faith. We enjoy it by faith. We walk in it by faith. Not because of Bram, but because of the contract that Jesus made with His Son, Jesus, or with His Father in heaven. Look what it says in Hebrews chapter uh, 8 and verse 6. How many people are in bondage today who are in need and they're waiting until they get themselves right before they go and ask God? The next time you ask yourself, I haven't been to church this Sunday, God will not ask, God will not answer my prayer. I haven't been to church this week, he'll not heal me. I haven't been to church this week, uh, he'll not provide for me. I haven't read my Bible, I haven't prayed. I haven't been a good boy. Oh, I can't even go to God and ask. God will give it to you, not because you went to church, not because you prayed, not because you read your Bible, not because you've been a good boy or good girl. God will provide. God will heal. God will protect you because you are in Christ Jesus and God has made a contract with Jesus in your behalf. And when he said, it is finished, what he was saying was the contract is signed, sealed and delivered. It is complete. Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 6. It says, But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry, inasmuch as he is also mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. So every time you come to God, you have a mediator, Jesus Christ. Man, he must bend the ear of God. Every time you come to God and ask for something, Jesus Christ, our mediator, is reminding him of the contract. Every time you're sick and you come to God, Jesus, is our mediator, is reminding the father of the contract that he has. You must do this because you have a contract with me. You can't break it. It's got nothing to do with what you've done. It's not about who you are. It's all about who Jesus is and what he's done. And it's all about the contract, the covenant that he made with his own blood. Signed, sealed and delivered with his blood. The Word of God is real. Whatever the Word of God says, it will happen in your life because of the contract that Jesus Christ has with the Father. I've said it before that every promise in this Bible belongs to you. Why? Because of the contract, because of the covenant that was made through the blood of His Son, Jesus Christ. And you just got to believe it by faith. A double-minded man is unstable on his ways. You see, if you come to God double-minded, if you come to God in unbelief, if you come to God in condemnation, see, the devil knows that if he can get you into guilt and self-condemnation, that you'll never come to Father. You'll come with fear. You'll come with doubt. You'll come with unbelief. And you'll never enter in by faith into, into all the promises that God has. Because all the promises in God are yes and amen. Why? Because of the contract that God made with the Son, Jesus Christ. Not because Brian's a good Christian. Not because Brian's a pastor. Not because Brian reads his Bible. Not because I know the Bible more than somebody else or somebody else knows the Bible more than me. No! It's because of Jesus Christ. Amen. It's because of the contract. 
And we need to know that. That every time we come to God, we remember this here, what we talk about, the new covenant. Every time we come to take communion, remember of the covenant that God made with His Son and that all those promises, the protection, the healing, the salvation, everything is to you by faith. All of it. Why do you think Jesus says in John 16, 23, He says, whatever you ask the Father in my name, He will do it for you. Why will He do it? Because of a contract. Because of the covenant that He made with His Father. He's saying, when I go back to be with my Father, when you come to Him, you come to Him in me. And you ask Him anything and He'll do it for you. He has to do it. He has to do it. He can't go against His word. He can't break that contract. It's all yours. By faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Arbitrator. Arbitrator. Praise Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. I mean, I, I'm, see, when I was doing this message, I can tell you here now how many people have read. You know, we've read these. There's so many scriptures you've read over and over and over. But it was only when I was preparing this that the Holy Spirit reminded me of that scripture. And I went there and I couldn't believe it. I mean, I've read it. What does it say? It says, New covenant, better covenant, better promises, mediator. He couldn't go to Colossians chapter 3. So always remember, as we move on, that God has made a contract to heal you. God is in contract to provide for you. God is in contract to redeem you. God is in contract to forgive you. Every time you sin, God is in a contract to forgive you. God is in a contract to give you eternal life. He can't break it. Remember that. Colossians chapter 3, verse 3 to 4, it says, For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. See, we're in Him. Every time we come to God, we're come to God in Him. We're hidden in Him. And not only that, whenever Christ appears, we appear in glory. Hallelujah. Go to Hebrews chapter 8. And verse 8, Hebrews 8, 8. It says, Because finding fault with them, he says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day, when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they did not continue in my covenant and disregarded them, says the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. None of them shall teach his neighbor and none his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me. 
from the least of them to the greatest of them. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. God has made a contract, a promise to his son that he'll be merciful to our unrighteousness. He's made a contract. He's made a covenant with Jesus Christ, with his blood, that our sins and our lawless deeds he will remember no more. And that he says a new covenant, a new contract. He has made the first obsolete. And now what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. So he's, the old contract was, has been done away with and there's a new contract that's come in. This contract which is established on better promises. Hallelujah. Amen. You see this old contract was, was done through the blood of bulls and, and animals. This new contract has been done through the blood of his son Jesus Christ who was the spotless lamb of God who was pure, sinless. Hallelujah. So God the Father made a covenant with his son Jesus Christ. Do you know that they were in an agreement before the foundation of the world? God the Father and the Son made an agreement before the foundation of the world for, to bring this new covenant to redeem the world. Look at in First Titus, or sorry, Titus chapter 1 and verse 2. Everything was building towards this new covenant. Everything we see in the Old Testament, everything that was going on in the Old Testament, the, 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 the nation of Israel was a picture of the church everything that was going on, all the sacrifices, all that stuff was just a foreshadow. It was all building towards this new covenant that God was going to make with the whole world through His Son, Jesus Christ. Titus 1-2 says, In hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before time began. God promised eternal life. God made this promise before time began. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 1 and 9. Who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. All this was, all this was made, they, made a, they came in an agreement made agreement before time even began for this new covenant to come. Look at Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. They had a formal, you, might say, you want to say a formal agreement before the foundation of the world, the Son and the Father. Ephesians chapter, and we just enter by faith. Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 10. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So God had prepared everything beforehand for you and I to walk into. He was waiting for Jesus to fulfill this new covenant, and then he was waiting for us just to enter into it by faith. We just enter into it by faith. And by entering in by faith, we get to enjoy all the blessings, all the promises that God made with His Son, Jesus Christ, this new covenant, by, simply faith, by simple faith, by repenting of our sins and entering in by faith. Isn't that amazing? 
God saw that his creation was, was being destroyed. This beautiful creation, his people, this world was being destroyed by the enemy. But he knew there was a time was going to come when Jesus Christ was going to come and he was going to go to the cross and he was going to make a public spectacle and defeat the enemy once and for all on the cross. Do you know the cross signal? You know, when I look at the cross now, you know what it, look, it is? It reminds you of the covenant. It reminds you of the contract. Jesus off the cross. He's not on the cross. He's off the cross. When you look at this, this symbolizes the contract. It's like the stamp of the contract. Every time you look at the cross now, Look at it, remember the cross, remember that it signifies the contract that Jesus has with the Father. That there's a covenant made on that cross. Jesus poured out his, his life, he poured out his blood on that cross. That blood was to redeem us. That blood was the, co- the new covenant in his blood. Brought a new covenant, brought a new contract for you and I to enter in by faith. Hallelujah. Jesus said in John 4 and verse 34. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Everything that Jesus did on on this earth was all to fulfill the new covenant. Everything that he did right up until the cross, right up until he he died on the cross, until he he was buried for three days and he rose again on the third day, was all to fulfill this new covenant. Everything that he did. You know, if he hadn't have died, we could not be forgiven of our sins. But if he hadn't rose again on the third day, it was him rising again on the third day which gives us his righteousness and gives us relationship again with the Father. Or else we'd we'd be dead men, dead forgiven men and women. If Jesus hadn't arose again, we'd be dead, dead men and women walking, but forgiven, but dead. But because Jesus rose again on the third day and he gave us his righteousness and he gave us his life and he gave us, put us right in relationship again with the Father, he dealt with the problem, which was the sin. He took that out of the way and he says, right, I'm going to rise again on the third day. I'm going to give you my life. And now we're going to go to town. We're going to go to business. We're going to have a relationship. Hallelujah. You're going to do what, we, what I created you to do in the first place. You're going to have dominion. You're going to have power. You're going to take over the world. God wants us to take over the world. Amen. For him. But you know, remember I said, if you turn in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 9, remember I said that every contract, there's, there's terms and conditions. Well, you see, Jesus and the Father had terms and conditions on both sides. You know, I could imagine them discussing this before the foundation of the world. They came in in an agreement. And Father says, you know, son, I want you to go to the cross and I want you to die on the cross and I want you to shed your blood so that I can redeem the world. And Jesus says, not a problem, Father, but I want you to do X, Y, and Z. You see, they, 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 they came in an agreement. They made promises to one another and they made an agreement. And look what, because Jesus did exactly what the Father said, look what it says in, in, in Colossians, or sorry, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 9. Philippians 
Philippians chapter 2 and verse 9 says, Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. That was God, that's God the Father fulfilling his promise, his part of or his part of the bargain or his part of the contract was Jesus, if you do this for me and for the, the people of the world, he says, I will give you a name that is above every other name, and that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that you are Lord in heaven, on earth, and beneath the earth. Hallelujah. Not only that, but in, in the book of Revelation, chapter 1 and verse 7, it says that he will come on a cloud and everyone shall see him, shall see him in his glory. That not only did God say, I'll give you a name above every other name, not, and not only will every knee confess, but he says that you will come back as a king. You will come back and rule the world again as ruler, as king, as Lord. That's why he's called Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Hallelujah. So, God gave his son, the son gave his life, and we get to enjoy all the benefits. John 3, 16 and 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He says, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that those who would believe in him would be saved. Amen? So, that's the, that's the contract, the new covenant that God gave His Son. The Son gave His life. And all we got to do is just by faith receive it. So the devil has been defeated. Sickness has been defeated. Poverty has been defeated. Sin has been defeated. Death has been defeated. Because of Jesus and what he did. Because of the new covenant that he had. The enemy is defeated. We are in a covenant now that we can defeat the enemy because he's already defeated. You see, in Christ we have been put in a position to walk in victory. But unfortunately not every Christian is walking in victory. But we have been put in a position to walk in victory. We have been put in... Not every Christian is walking, is defeating, is walking in victory over the enemy but yet they've been put in a position to walk in victory over the enemy. That's why Jesus says that the, the enemy was defeated on the cross. He made a public spectacle of him. He is defeated. He has no power over you and me. Sin, it's just like sin. Sin, we have, sin is no longer power or dominion over you and I, but yet as Christians we can struggle with sin. Just like the devil has no longer any power over you and I, but yet as Christians we can struggle with the enemy. But yet God has put us in a position to be in victory and God has put us in a position to conquer sin. Hallelujah. Amen. Why? Because of Jesus, because of this new covenant. Go to Psalms This new covenant this morning gives us salvation. This new covenant gives us 
healing. This new covenant gives us prosperity. This, this new covenant makes you whole. This new covenant provides for you this morning. Every time you come to this table this morning, you remember about this new covenant. It's not about you coming in condemnation. It's not about you coming feeling unworthy. It's about you coming in the righteousness of God. It's about you coming knowing that because of Jesus you are worthy. It's because you can come here this morning knowing that because you're in Christ, you can enjoy this new covenant. This new covenant isn't a curse or a, it isn't sickness or a curse. This new covenant is a blessing. This new covenant is health. This new covenant is wholeness. It's not, it's not a curse. How can the new covenant of Jesus Christ be a curse? How can it be sickness? Psalm 103, verse 1 says, Bless the Lord. This is a new covenant. This is the new covenant that we can enjoy this morning. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. God has made a covenant, a contract with Jesus Christ to do those seven things to you and I by faith. Every time you come to God, Jesus go, but Father, you remember you made a contract. I don't care how bad he's been. You still made a contract. You still got to heal him. You still got to provide for him. You've still got to protect. You've still got to deliver him. You've still got to bless. You've still got to baptize him and fill him with your with your Holy Spirit. God has made a contract with you and I, not because of our behavior, but because of Christ's righteousness. Hallelujah. Last scripture when we're going to take communion. First Corinthians chapter 15. First Corinthians fifteen, verse fifty seven. In fact, we'll read from verse fifty four. It says, So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God this morning who gives us victory through 
our Lord Jesus Christ. Because we are in Jesus Christ this morning, God has given us victory. He's given us victory over sin, over sickness, over pain, over disease, over poverty. He's given you uh, victory over every mountain. He's given you victory over every circumstance. He's given you victory over every enemy. Why? Because we are in His Son, Jesus Christ. Why? Because He's made a contract. When He sees you, He sees His Son. When He sees you, His Son reminds Him of the contract that He's made with Himself. He is mediator between us and God and he's always mediating every time you pray Jesus Christ is mediating on your behalf every time you pray he's like a solicitor in court he's, he's on your side he's fighting, for you. he's fighting your corner he's fighting for you he wants you to have every promise he wants you to enjoy every promise that the word of God says because he made he, he, he mean to say he's going to sit and go hold on a minute do you think I died for these people do you think I poured out my blood for you not to bless these people I would love to hear the conversations that Jesus has with, with the Father. I'm just getting... Do you know what I mean? He's poured out his blood. He made a covenant. It is signed, sealed, and delivered. It is done. It is finished. It is complete. It cannot be reversed. It cannot be changed. He cannot go back on it. He cannot break it. It is done for eternity, once and for all. And you and I can come to God anytime and say, God, I thank you for healing me. God, I thank you that by your stripes I am healed. God, I thank you that you supply all my needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. God, I thank you that you promised to protect me. God, I thank you for eternal life. God, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. Why? You see, that's why we come to God with thanksgiving. Because we're thanking Him for what He's already done. We're thanking Him for the covenant. We're thanking Him for the contract. So when I go to Samuel, I say, Samuel, I thank you for, for doing all that you did in the house. And Samuel said, not a problem. Sure, we made a contract. I'm only doing what I'm supposed to do. You see, when you make a contract, you must fulfill it completely. God has fulfilled that contract and you and I are in it. And once you're in it, you're in it. You, you can't get out. Once you're in Christ, you're in. You can't be born again twice. I mean, I didn't come out of, out of my mom and then decide to go back and then come out again. No, once you come alive, once you're born again, you're born. Once you're born into this world, you're born. Once you become born again, you're born again. Once you make a covenant, you make a covenant. It cannot be broken. You see, the problem is, how can you break a covenant when the covenant isn't between us and God? The covenant is between Jesus and God. You can't go back on it. Even if you wanted to, you can't because it's between Jesus and the Father. And it's been sealed by the blood of Jesus Christ and it cannot be reversed. Whether you like it or not. So can we come before the table this morning? I'm going to read the book of Luke again in chapter 22. We're going to come before the Lord's table. I'm going to ask the servers to come forward. I just, the worship team can stay for a second and then we can get up afterwards. <clears throat> Luke chapter 22, in verse 17, Jesus said, Then he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I said to you, go ahead, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God. Just keep it in your hand, the same as last week. For I said to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
Likewise, he also took the cup after supper, saying, The cup, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. This cup that we take this morning is the new covenant in which Jesus Christ's blood was shed for you and I. This cup represents the contract that Jesus Christ made with the Father. This cup this morning represents the, the, the covenant that brings your healing, that speaks of your healing, that speaks of your blessing, that speaks of your prosperity, that speaks of, of your protection, that speaks of your eternal life, that speaks of everything that the Word of God says. Every promise in the Word of God is yours this morning. It's all yours because of this cup, because of this new covenant that Jesus Christ did in His blood. Amen? Do you know every time we come... See, do you, do you know what? See, every time we come to the Lord's table, if you're coming with condemnation and guilt, this should set you free. Because if you truly come to here and remember about the new covenant, all of a sudden you'll realize, hold on a minute, it's not about me, it's about Him. Amen. If you come to church with... You know, this, this table should set you free and deliver you from self-condemnation. It shouldn't be the other way around. It shouldn't be when you come here you feel condemned. No, you should come here feeling free and released from condemnation. There's so many times people come in the church and they say, oh, I wasn't good over the weekend. I, should, I can't take the Lord's table. That's rubbish. Amen. You need it more than anybody. You need to come to the Lord's table. You need to remember what the Lord did for you, how he set you free, this covenant that he made. And all of a sudden then, that feeling guilty and condemnation will just disappear. Hasn't the Lord's, the Lord's table has, I don't know, somehow the Lord's table has been reversed or something. That we, we come to the Lord's table thinking about ourselves. Who said we come to think? He says, remember me. He didn't say remember you. He says, come and remember me. Come and remember what I've done. Come and remember this new covenant. Take your eyes off yourself. All of a sudden, then you start forgetting about your worries. All of a sudden, you start forgetting about your pains. All of a sudden, you start forgetting about your, your guilt and your shame. And all of a sudden, you start feeling blessed and delivered and set free and healed. And you come away blessed. This should bring healing this morning. This should bring freedom. The, the table, Lord's table should bring freedom and liberty. It should liberate us. Not put us in bondage, but liberate us. Chains should be broken this morning through this Amen. table. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for, for the covenant that you made with your son Jesus before the foundation of the world. Lord, that you both came into an agreement. <clears throat> to redeem us, to make us a, your people, to bring us in relationship with you and with eternal life. So Lord, we just bless these emblems this morning, the bread that represents the, the broken body of Jesus Christ that by his stripes we are healed this morning. Lord, we just bless this cup, Lord, that represents the shedding of your blood and the new covenant that was made between you and him. So, Father, we just thank you. Thank you, Lord, that we need not worry for nothing, but in everything in prayer and supplication, Lord, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for your promises. We give you thanks for your word. 
We give you thanks for your righteousness. We give you thanks for your healing. We give you thanks, we give you thanks, and we give you thanks. Hallelujah. Let us just be still right now, and just as you, as you feel led now, just you can take your cup and the bread. Jesus. 